Welcome to Death and Aliens, an in-depth look at horror and sci-fi TV from two friends who vaguely know what they're doing. I'm Courtney. I'm MK. Are you? I am fine. <laughs> I was like trying. I was like trying to think of like what. What am I even gonna say? Like I genuinely, I I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I've done nothing. Um, I went to a fancy dinner for Dan's chorus on Saturday, yeah. and they got an award. And he's so cute because they were like, "We're gonna give out some awards," and I was like, "Babe, you're gonna get an award." And he was like, "Why?" And I go, "He was like, Why would I get an award?'" And I go, "Well, you've been in the chorus for 15 years." And he goes, "Yeah, but like that's not for this. This is for like people who've been here forever." And I go, "Okay." It's a long then, time. Right. And then they go, we're going to start with um, our awards for 15 years. And he goes, oh, God. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> dummy. You're dummy. <laughs> uh, I took a picture of him for it. And it might be my favorite picture I've ever taken of him. It just like was such a good picture. It is. It's a great picture. I saw it. Uh, um, but yeah, you know, just living. 26 more days of school. Nice, nice. Um, which is simultaneously the best thing in the entire world because I'm so done. But also when I start to get massive anxiety that I will not finish everything. Oh, yeah. You got this. Woo! I don't know if I do. <laughs> Faith in you. Yeah. Yeah. Ow. My fingernails just like hit the plastic of my headphones and it echoed so loud in my ear. I was like, what is happening? It got stuck in your braid when you were like flipping it. I just like forgot how to use my hands. That's what it was. That's okay. You You don't need hands for this. No, not at all. How are you? I am um, a plethora of pop culture. I'm sorry. What? I've just been like living it up in all of the the worlds of pop culture and oh, okay. Entertainment okay. And whatnot. Um, I saw Pussy Riot in concert Saturday night. I don't know if you're familiar with them. I was not, but they are this Russian collective that actively fights out against like Putin and um. Harsh I, feel like I've, I feel like I've heard of them. They're incredible. It was okay. wild. I literally was, I was there with Nora and she wasn't feeling well. So she was sitting down. So I just put my stuff beside Nora and then just kept like yeah. closer to the stage. It was incredible. Um, I love that. And then I saw Ramblin' Jack Elliott Sunday, which probably close to the end of his performances. He is very old, but like got a living legend he was so incredible to see um been reading books i went and, i don't i don't know if everyone else is as nerdy as me and nora but while we were in tulsa um did you ever read the house of night series oh so it's set in tulsa and they kept talking about utica square i forgot it's been 12 years since i've read these books but nora also had read them and so she remembered and so we went to utica square and like took pictures and stuff because it was where the book was set very fun. i love it love it and um i'm reading the new um oh gosh it's like right beside me it's called like house of horrors or okay it's the new riley sager book because i love riley sager Nice. Uh, last but certainly not least i texted you the other day but it's a show we've been talking about for ages, because every person on the planet's in the show Correct. finally working, watching Dirk Gently, Holistic <laughs> Detective Agency. Perfect. I am like six episodes in, but it's so good. It's so funny. Dirk Gently's hilarious, and I highly recommend it to everyone. So I am just really deep diving into my I entertainment world. I hate my brain, though, because you said that you were a plethora of pop culture. And while thinking it was the most ridiculous thing I'd ever heard, it also made me think that I needed to look something up that I now have no idea what it was. Zero. Zero idea what I was going to look up. But, like, I'm staring at my phone being like, I needed to look something up, but I don't know what it is. 
I mean, that's not, that's also like not a reference point. So I'm not really sure what you know. No, no, it was like, it triggered a different, it triggered like a different thought in my brain that I thought had something to do with podcasts, but I genuinely could not begin to tell you what it was. So if I just like randomly shout something out in the middle of this podcast episode, it's because I remembered what the fuck I'm thinking about. Your plethora of uh, pop culture. Um, yeah, so uh, that's how I'm doing. I'm just really deep diving into the entertainment of the world because it's been a long week. I just got back from Tulsa and I leave for Nashville on Sunday. So yeah. <laughs> very tired um, and just trying to make it through. So Good you know that. what helps me make it through? Lying to yourself. Also that, but <laughs> now my spirituality. Oh, okay. Well, it's because I chose for this week a quote that I like because it is how I lie to myself. Um, I really, I don't actually believe this, but I feel like if I did believe this, um, it would make my life better. Um, and that says, it is a quote from J.D. Salinger. Okay. It says, I am a kind of paranoid in reverse. I suspect, I suspect people of plotting to make me happy. Oh, that's so kind. I feel like if I like convinced myself that instead of thinking everyone was out to get me and I just convinced myself that everyone was out to make my life better, I would have such a better life. So if you canceled anxiety. Yeah. Yes. I would like to subscribe to the JD Salinger brand of anxiety, brand of anxiety. I like it. I'm in. I'm in. Let's do it. Although I'm afraid I don't know enough about him to not assume that he was one of those authors that did a lot of fucking drugs. And so like maybe. I mean, he probably did. Yeah. He was rampant in his time. So like. Yeah. Maybe I'm an asshole because I'm an English teacher and I don't know shit about J.D. <laughs> I mean, I also. The, he's one of the ones that like. I never read Catcher in the Rye. So like Me I don't either. Have, like, I it's because everything I've read about it I'm like I don't like this. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a good frame of reference for him. I just know who he is and like yeah. from a distance. A distance. Yeah. But on that note, not from a distance, but up close and personal, we are watching American Horror Story. Oh. So many thoughts. Episode five, Halloween part two. It aired November 2nd, 2011. So right around the Halloween holiday. Mm -hmm. It was rated same as last Sci-Fi Sunday, 8.1 out of 10. And oh, we keep doing that where we have double ratings. I know I thought that you you said it earlier and I was like, I'm not gonna say this every week. <laughs> it keeps happening. It keeps happening. <laughs> like I'll just let it pass for this one. Um <laughs> everything's the same. Song is someone like you, book is uh I mean uh movies Puss in Boots and Book is Best of Me by Nicholas Sparks. Nothing's Great. changed. We had Halloween. That's it. That's we yep. did it. Nothing Fantastic. happened. Okay. So just pick some facts for you. Um, Great. People who were born on the states, a very eclectic mix. Um, Scorpios that I would have guessed two out of three. Um, okay, David Schwimmer. Okay, lost uh, from Friends. Um, Nelly, as in Nelly. Nelly. Um, and Hannah Hart. We're okay. All the first second, obviously not of 2011, but yes. my internet and, um, is not working on my phone. No, because um, I'm trying to figure out if J.D. Salinger did drugs. <laughs> I would say this very confidently. Um, and there was only like one big death from this day in all of history. Okay. Um, but it was George Bernard Shaw. He died in 1887 on November 2nd. Oh wow. Um, because you know how I like to pick births and deaths when I can't find anything else about the world. So, the director. Uh, no, I don't think he did drugs. He was like weird. Really? He's like like weirdly spiritual. He was like in the thing that happened before Scientology, and he lived until he was ninety one. So I think he might have actually like 
What was he in? What was before Scientology? Like it was called Dianetics. Oh, I don't know that one. Um, and he like the spiritual, medical, nutritional belief system, including Christian science, homeopathy, acupuncture, and macrobiotics. He did Kyrie yoga. So he did some really Eastern practices. Yeah. So like if he did drugs, it was all like fucking weird hallucinogenics to like get in touch with your inner being. Interesting. Hmm. Would not have guessed that, but I also not read his book. So maybe I would have guessed if I read his book. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Yeah, I should read them. It sounds like I should read his books though. Like, um, yeah, so our director is David Semmel, who is returning. Um, writers, we have Brad Falchuk and um, Ryan Murphy. Okay. And, and then a new writer we have is Tim Manier. Okay. For American Horror Story. Some show called Feud that's still going on. Um, Firefly, which I haven't Feud. watched. Wait, Obviously. is Feud? Is Feud the one that is... The oh, it's an anthology. Oh, but the first season of Feud was the Joan Crawford Betty Davis show. I've never heard of this show, so I did oh my not god, know. no, yeah, it's an anthology show. It's like an FX anthology show that Ryan Murphy was part of that he was on. But like the first season was um about Joan Crawford and Betty Davis. I didn't realize it was an anthology. Oh no, it it is only an anthology because they had t- intended to make a second season, but they never. Have, they haven't actually made one yet. It's only one season, and it's got Susan Sarandon as Betty Davis and Jessica Lange as Joan Crawford and Stanley Tucci as Jack Warner. Oh, I love Stanley Tucci. Yeah, it's amazing. I love that. Okay. Um, I had not heard of that. guess I should check it out, though, because that sounds yes. very interesting. No, you would love it. Did you watch it already the first season? No, but I've read everything it's one of those things that like because it's about theater people i've read everything about it um yeah that makes sense um but he was also known for a show that i am intending in my lifetime to become intimately familiar with but have not so far angel so Mm. my computer i plugged it in and it did not plug in what just happened I don't know. Maybe it was my intense sexual desire just stopped it from charging. Oh, my plug-in has a on-off button in my new. Oh. I didn't realize it. Okay. Um. Yeah, but oh no! So I, it was not just my lust for David Boreanaz. It was not you, but that was a really good guess, though. <laughs> um, no, I really want to watch Buffy. It's like one of the majors on my list i'll probably i'm planning to watch after i finish um x-files and supernatural Mm, so in the year 2072 right right but it is next on my list um of like long form shows i'll watch yeah a couple things about him really i spoiler alert i feel like no fun facts about anything i'm about to tell you until we get into the show but he signed a seven-figure deal with 20th Century Fox specifically for Angel. Um, and he ended up leaving at the end of, like, fourth season and then came back at the fifth season because he went and worked on Firefly and all this stuff. It was, like, a whole up and a down. whole debacle. Yeah. And he was born in New York City. Right. Um, our editor is Fabienne Bouvel or Bouvi? Bouvil? I don't know. They're uh, probably Bouvie. They're from France. (laughs) Um, They're known for American Horror Story, something called Becca and Molly, and something called Nana. I did not know anything else they were known for, aside from American Horror Story. Um, But they, uh, she graduated from Columbia also. Fantastic. But, um, and our character we're going to talk about from this episode is of course and indeed and finally jamie brewer who plays addie langdon and she's known for american horror story cherry station 19 and turnover um 
couple of fun facts for her. She was the first model with Down syndrome to walk down a runway um, on February of 2015. It was a show called Role Models, not Runway Models. Oh, I love that. Get it? I get it. But also, why can't they be runway models? Like, yeah. Why not both? Poor Kenya Lessos. But fine. Um, But I get the sentiment. Yeah. Which is nice. Um, She was the 2018 New York Drama Desk winner for Best Featured Actress in a play. She was in Amy and the Orphans. Oh, I do. Okay. Do you want to like tell the class what it is? Nope, because I don't remember. I just remember. I just remember that it was a big deal when it. Mm. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was lovely because I I remember that people were hella impressed with her. I mean, you've seen her on five episodes of. No, I I have, but in film acting, there's a lot of like you can do a scene and then take a break and you don't have to memorize things as much as with stage acting. And there's a level of emotion that you have to reach on stage that you don't have to on film. And so like, she was very impressive in the show. I would only imagine she would be. Yeah. Um, and so we start with a recap of the last episode, mini, mini recap to get us into present day. Um, we start with Larry banging at the door, asking for a thousand dollars still, mm-hmm. and we like see some scenes. And we go to Violet. We see the uh, rubber band behind her. We see her calling her dad. We're getting yeah. a very the episode, and then we switch to Violet's point of view. Yeah, and we see kind of where she goes from there because all we knew last minute was she was gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she's kind of like backing away and she goes to stand by her bed and a creepy hand comes out from under her bed to grab Absolutely her. Absolutely not. I was so fucked up with that. And we've just seen Rubberman. And the only and then we have Rocks in the window and Tate is outside getting her attention. So yes. Because you don't get the answers this episode. Who do you think is in the rubber band suit? And who do you think is reaching out from her under the bed? Listen, I don't have a fucking idea. Okay. I don't. I don't have an idea because everybody that is dead in the house is there was somewhere else in this episode except for the doctor and the creepy fucking pig baby. Sure. And I don't think it's the mutilated infant in the rubber suit. Well, it's a very, very valid guess. <laughs> very valid. So I guess that would narrow down my guesses to either the creepy doctor or someone we still haven't fucking met yet. And we're halfway through the season now. Because there's 10 episodes in every season. Yes, I, I understand that. And I... <laughs> I I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking about American Horror Story, but they were talking about season four. Um, No spoilers. Are you getting spoilers? No. The spoiler was that it was not well written and that nothing had been as good as the first season. That's fair. (laughs) That's that's a spoiler. Um, That's fair. But tune in when we do the other season still. They're fine. Um, Rest, rest of the world, but you yeah. have a choice to be here for that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, interesting, interesting theories. Yeah. So, so Tate's throwing rocks at the window and instead of like going outside to where he is like a normal person, she goes down to the basement to meet him where she always does. Fine. I don't understand it, but okay. And, um, it turns out that he painted her a black rose because he said, because I know you don't like normal things. That is the most romantic thing anyone's ever said. Isn't it? Like, I feel like if you had told me this 10 years ago, I'd be like, that's weird. I feel like if you had told me like today, I'd be like, you know, I feel like someone should say that to me. I yeah, feel like that no. would be my no, next boyfriend should say that to me. Oh, yeah. You're out there and you're listening. Now you know. <laughs> yeah. 
And now we're back at the end of the last scene where Larry's been banging on the door and then Ben and Viv get home yeah. and he opens the door to Hayden. Yada yada. Yes. And then we jump. It's a, it's a bit, it's a bit smidgy in the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. So we jump back to Violet who is at the beach with Tate. Very cute. Very cute. So we know where she is. Great. She's safe. Then we go back to Ben and he, uh, Pulls out a knife while Vivian's kind of wandering around. Yeah, because he's going to stab Hayden because he thinks she's just alive and stalking him. He's at the door, yeah, of course. He, and, uh, I, don't, I don't understand. Like, I also not a big believer in the whole everything that is, like, supernatural, like, ghosts just, like, walking corporeal up to me kind of thing. But you straight up built a gazebo over her corpse. What what do what do you think is happening? Well, to be fair, he's losing his mind. But you know, but Vivian is just like not having it. She's like, "Why do you have a knife? This is nonsense. Why do you have a knife? This is crazy." Yeah. You're gonna. Stab and he's them. like, he's like, somebody messed with the pumpkins. She goes, "So you're gonna stab them?" Like, she's like, "You're gonna kill the kids. That's fine." Like, and then she confirms what we heard last end of last episode that she's going to have him move out by tomorrow. She's like, I'm going to go take a bath, and in the morning, we're going to discuss the fact that you're getting the fuck out of here. And that's the credits. So again, we had an episode where we didn't have a flashback. We Our flashback wasn't well, a flashback. Well, technically, we had, yeah, I was going to say, technically, we did have a flashback. It was just to earlier that night. Right. It wasn't like a house, a family flashback to the family before. Yeah. So then... Then. I just thought of, I just thought of who's dead in the house that we haven't seen yet. Who's that? Larry's wife and child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think Larry's wife is in the rubber man suit. I'm gonna throw that one out there. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So. Interesting thoughts. Please tell me every person you think of because it just brings me joy to hear your your thoughts. Listen. Uh, I, my number one wildest theory was confirmed in this episode, so it's fine. Okay, we'll get there because I don't know which which theory you're talking about. Mm, okay. Um, so Ben walks outside. We go back to Ben. It's like immediate next scene. Ben walks outside with like a shovel and finds Larry outside and immediately blames him for Hayden. And he's like, you did this. You tricked me. First of all, you watched her on the ground and put a gazebo over, like you said. Like, yeah. how did he? And um, But he just beats him up. Yeah. He's like, I'm just going to beat you just up. Just casual. And uh. So, so he threatens Larry, and Larry's just like, yeah, great, kill me, but do it here. Please, please do it here so that I can come back and fucking haunt you, too. Yes. He's like, great, let's do this. I'm ready. Like, yeah. he's got a brain tumor. He's going to die soon. He doesn't have anything going for him. He can't get a thousand bucks to become an actor. Like, just, right. just let it go. Let it go, dude. And uh, um, obviously, he doesn't murder him. But then the cop shows up way late. So, like, we have this button, just like a panic button, so the cop will immediately show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was pressed before, or like, it went off when the alarm went off, so when she opened the door, when Violet yeah. did. She's all the way at the beach right now, and everyone's gotten home. And we've had this whole shindig with Larry outside, and then the cop shows up, and she's like, oh, my God, thank you for coming so fast. Yeah, I don't trust him. That's fair. Obviously, by the end of this episode, it is confirmed that it's not like he's a weird spirit because he was awakened out of the house after, like, sunrise. But I don't think I trust him. Honestly, I would go into every American Horror Story episode not trusting anyone until there is clear proof you should trust them. He just, well, in the first episode, in the first episode that he was in, he just seemed like a genuinely, like, whatever, he was a cop, he was doing security, he seemed like he was, like, fine, but he's way too invested in Viv's, like, well-being in a way that isn't, like, okay, cool, obviously he has a crush on her, but, like, it's a little much. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Fair. Fair feeling. Um... 
But then we go back to Tate and Violet, and they are getting after it. Like, hardcore. And then Tate basically pulls back and says he can't sleep with her. And she immediately gets angry. And he's like, I think it's because of my meds. Like, blah, blah, blah. She makes all this stuff. Yes. Because he's dead. But, like... So we learned that this is Tate's happy place, this beach area. Yeah. And he comes here all the time. And then he, like, goes on and on about dropping out. And he starts talking about, like, Steve Jobs dropped out and all these people, like, Bill Gates dropped out and how, like, they're so successful. And he's like, I'm fine. Like, I dropped out, but I'm still, like, going to be okay. And then. Yeah, okay. During the scene, when he's talking about what he used to do and not wanting high school, and the it was very clearly a past tense conversation, and there was a look on Vi's face, like she didn't quite understand the tense in which he was speaking, but she never questioned him, and that is concerning to me. I mean, she's a teenage girl in love. Love is blind, don't you know? So, love isn't blind. Love is insane. Dash next to normal. Um, but yes. And uh and on that note, a group of high- dead high schoolers walk up and start like fussing about. And he can't seem to figure out why they're there, but they won't leave him alone. And he's like, fine, we're just gonna go. We're gonna go. It's like not even worth it. I also couldn't figure out why they were there. But not because I didn't understand the plot. I understand what happened in the story. That's that's not my issue. My issue is that the two, the cheerleader and the jock that were dead were played by Brando Eaton and Ashley Rickards, um, who played Adam and, God, what is her name? I don't know. It's my the, it's the main character in Awkward. Yeah, they're, like they're two of the three main characters in Awkward, and I could not like immediately. I was like, "What are they doing here?" So I didn't watch Awkward, but that is one of my facts from the the like trivia in the end is that they oh, were the main. I characters. obsessively watched Awkward. I know that's why I'm so mad that I can't think of the main character's name. Um, but yeah, no, obsessively watched Awkward, and so I immediately was like, "You." And the fact that they were there together playing characters that looked very similar to their characters, I was it threw me all the kids. Off. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what what is happening? But this was Oh, this would have been like right before Awkward, right? Because that came out while we were in college. Is that right? Um It came out nope, in the same year, 2011. Oh, so they were just like hanging out together all year, is what you're telling right. me. Right. It's 2000. It started in July of 2011. So, and they that were. That was before this. Yeah. So they had already done the first season together. So that's why it's the same time period in their lives, the same year, the same character, like art vis- visual. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? Jenna, wish- by the way, Jenna is her name in Awkward. See, I I watched, like, two episodes of Awkward my whole life. So, like, I was unfamiliar with, uh, but I did, I did notice that when I looked it up. Um, yeah. So, they all show up at the beach, and they, like, mess around, and then they cause, like, Tate and Vi to try to leave. So, we go back home. Viv is getting ready for her bath, steaming up the bathroom, and her phone rings. And it's Hayden calling her back. And now, not only do we finally get this conversation between Viv and Hayden, we learn a bit of Viv's backstory, too. That she also fell in love with a married man and had an interesting time. And so she's trying to, like, connect with Hayden, and she's trying to, like, give her the benefit of the doubt. And she's like, look, stop calling, stop showing up, blah, blah, blah. And then Hayden just says, ask him about Boston. And, like, just kind of drops it at that. And when she hangs up the phone, we yeah. get this panorama of the view. And we get we get a bit of a, a jump scene. 
I thought this would have been the perfect scene to see, like, a flash of Hayden in the steam. Yeah. Like, like in one of those scenes where it's, like, you see it behind the steam, but then it disappears before you realize what you've seen. So, mm-hmm. like, I was like, that would have been an excellent visual right here. But instead, we get the more cliche mirror scene. Yeah. Where you have the writing on the mirror with, with the steam on it, and it just says, ask him. So, then... Viv runs out, obviously, and tells Ben that Hayden's somewhere in the house. How she thinks she got in the bathroom wrote ask him on it while she was in there the whole time. I don't know, but fine. And um, so this knife that he's continuously had on him. Yeah, just carrying it around. Just carrying it just in case. He takes it downstairs because he knows the basement's the place that everyone is. Correct. So he goes down to the basement and obviously Hayden's there. Obviously. I knew you'd find me, blah, blah, blah. We're in love, yada, yada. And she's acting like such a fool and how they're going to be together and how they're meant to be together. And then she just starts bleeding from her orifices. And we learn that she's rotting from the inside out, which is like a terrifying thought. Like, could you imagine? No, no, I could not. And then once we like have settled with that, Larry comes up and just beats Ben down knocks him out and he tells hayden that he wants to help her take care of it i was like well that's not good that's not a a good scene for him um and then we go back to viv who walks outside and she finds chad peeling up the pumpkins outside and throwing or like and just like throwing things around and he starts threatening her to get out of the house and he's like this is my house you can't do this to me blah blah blah. and of course she's like this man is insane so she locks him up as she should yeah and then we go back to hate it's like this whole episode i feel like it's just like a jump collage of one thing to another yeah it was very disjointed very disjointed and like, good information was not unenjoyable to watch, but very disjointed. Very disjointed. And, like, to talk about it, it's hard to connect all the scenes because they're yeah. so disjointed. So we go back to Hayden, who's in the bathtub, and we hear Viv. Like, we, we see her in the bathtub and, like, sinking down, and we hear Viv calling for Ben. Ugh. You'd think she'd just be like, everyone needs to get out of here. I'll just take care of myself. It's fine. And then she hears the dog barking near the basement, of course. And she immediately pushes the panic button to call the cops. So this is the second time they've that she's called the the cops have been called to come out tonight. Yeah. So she follows kind of where the dog is, and then she goes back to the bathroom. She opens the door, and the towels are just on fire. And we nice. saw that he had had his like his lighter and was ready to light stuff on fire. So yeah. And then shortly after, Violet gets home, and she immediately gives Tate the third degree about the kids. She's like, "You have to know more." And he's like, "I swear I don't. I swear I don't." She's like, "You literally have to know more. Like, there's no way these kids are just chasing you around for no reason." They're like, "They know you," and he's like, "Which is great because I don't know them." Yeah. And uh, then they show up again at the house because they followed them there. These kids just, like, don't let up. Yeah. And then Viv gets a call from Hayden, and Hayden uh, is being super creepy, and she's like, where are you? You're in my house, yada, yada. And Hayden's like, well, I just couldn't let the bubbles go to waste. Creepy. She's just, like, such a creep. Like, Kate Mara is such a good actor. I saw that um, there's a new film coming out with her in, I think, on Hulu. Uh-huh. And maybe maybe it's a TV show. I don't know if it's a TV show or film. But there's a new okay. show with Kate Mara. And I'm, like, invested already. And it's not even out yet. Okay. Um, so, she's saying that. And then she start, And then Hayden is on the phone with her still. And she's, like come here girl and she's like i would if you tell me where she is or where you are and she's like i wasn't talking to you this girl is such a creep and so uh, gross. 
And then she starts being like, I like what you've done to the kitchen or something. I don't know what she said. She said something yeah. And uh, so then Vivian goes to the kitchen. In a very upsetting scene. She, One of probably the most upsetting scenes I think ever because I, um, once it started, I go, oh shit, I know what's happening because I know I've seen people talk about this scene before. And it's the traditional urban legend scene where the dog has been put in the microwave and turned on. Which is very upsetting. And then we see the blood where the dog is in the microwave. It's very sad. Um, but don't worry, Hallie's still there because she's a fucking ghost dog now. Okay. No, that's not what happened. But it's okay, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there. So we go back to Violet and she walks outside with a weapon to these kids because she's like, I'm going to take care of it. It's fine. Me, I'm one person. These people are five people who are very like jocks and stuff. So like, I can take them though. No problem. No problem. So she starts threatening them up. Thre- threatening them and we get a vague inclination that pretty much tells us these are the kids that Tate killed yeah if we before this is when we start really getting kind of the backstory and they the kids realize that Vi doesn't know Tate is dead yeah yeah like figuring things out and then Tate runs outside I cannot hear you you can't hear me can you hear me Can you hear me now? Oh. You right. Me yes. Sorry, it just boot. Can can you hear me? Okay, it just like booted my headphones for some reason okay. and I couldn't hear anything because the speakers also weren't connecting because it had been connected to my headphones and I was like, I don't know what happened. Very strange. But yes, I can hear you. I'm glad you can hear me. Okay. So Tate runs out and he's basically like, I'm see how fast you really are, and just like takes off so the kids chase him. And so Violet calls the cops, who have already been called, but it's fine. Yeah, and as she's getting settled and all this, Constance comes and takes her home. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Come with me." And she's like, "I don't want to." And she's like, "You're the reason Addie's dead." I'm like, okay, yeah, probably go. Great. And we go back to Viv and J.K. Hallie's alive. Um, she did not die. That scene was the traditional take on the urban legend when it's a lie. Is they put she put um. What'd she say? She put like a ham she's, or like she said she something. put tomatoes in there. Tomatoes, that's what it was. Yeah. So See, the dog- I didn't I didn't believe that. I thought she just said that, but I thought it was just that Hallie was now a ghost. Oh no. Hallie's alive. It was just tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the okay. dog didn't actually Yeah. Okay. It seems very upsetting when it's happening. Um, I just assumed that it's a horrible show and everyone's a ghost anyway, so it didn't matter. That's very fair. That's a very fair assumption. Um, But yeah, and so then Hayden's telling her, she's like, great, now that we're here, let's talk about this, let's talk about that. And this is the moment Hayden realizes Vivian's pregnant and the moment Vivian realizes Hayden's pregnant. And they're both just like horrified to learn this. Yes. And it's so sad. And now that Hayden knows, she's like, great it's cool gonna cut your baby out and she's like no absolutely the correct response right yeah she's like this is what's gonna happen everything's gonna be fine mm-hmm. i was like that is also not how it goes right but right right it's called larry who's just pouring gasoline around everywhere yeah. and chad finds him pouring gasoline everywhere and he's like don't do that to my house and then we jump to Nora because we're going to all of our ghost friends. Yeah. Who finds in, and she wakes them up and in her creepiest but like necessary way, she just tells them to save the baby. No more knowledge. No more. No more knowledge. Just save the baby. Yeah. So we go to she, she, she also says something about like 
like him being pathetic and needing to be better than that. And I was like, Nora, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, yeah. So then we go to Vivid Hayden and she's trying to cut out the baby. And that's when Ben comes in to save the baby, quote unquote. And Hayden goes off and she's like, to tell her about Boston. And finally, Vivian asks him, and he's like, I wasn't going to see a patient. I was going to see Hayden. And this is where we learn not only was he cheating on her with Hayden, a year after he was supposed to have not seen Hayden anymore, he had gone yeah. back. And that's when she got pregnant. So it wasn't even from the, the original time. Right. And then in that moment, the cop shows up because he's got this like weird weird timing yeah i don't trust him then we go to constance's someone else we don't trust at least i don't trust i never trust jessica lane's character um yeah i definitely think that there's some weird stuff going on there but i don't know i don't know what it is yet like i'm still so on the fence with her because like obviously she killed moira she's not a good person but there's more going on there but she also killed moira in the heat of the moment like Right. No, for sure. <gasps> oh my god. Her husband also died in the house. Sorry, I just remember. I'm just remembering all the dead people. So many dead people. So many dead people. Yeah. So we're at Constance's and she's telling her about Addie and she's just like so morbidly talking about like how she looked when she was dead on the table and we see kind of this flashback of her going through all the emotions and she puts all the makeup on her to make her look like a pretty girl and it's just like such a sad scene and then she tells violet a piece of information that i have been saying since the first episode she says that tate is her son in the first episode, when she tells Viv that she had a bunch of kids and only one of them that she liked, and that one is dead, I was like, it's Tate. I called it from the moment she said it. And uh, and you you, you were like, I obviously know that you like react to my rumors or my guesses in a way that is not confirming or denying anything, but you kind of looked at me like I was a crazy person when I said that. <laughs> of course i did because you don't know that in the first episode i did yeah but we're not telling you any spoilers in the first episode no i know but i i'm t- i just i know things that's what i do i drink and i know things you do and so constance blaming both herself and violet and she gives violet a cigarette they're just gonna smoke up together mm-hmm. and then that's when she tells her that tate's her son she tells violet she can't tell Tate. She's like, he can't know about this. Like he, like, he will not take kindly to his sister being dead. It's so sad. Speak of the devil. They finally catch up to Tate. And it's such a strange scene because it's like he doesn't remember. And I, I think he genuinely doesn't. Because I think he's blocked it all out because you see him get the pieces of it. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't see the full scene. And I think that even even at the time when he did it, I don't think he knew who they were. Like, I don't think it was a targeted thing. I don't think he chose them. I think he just had a psychotic break. And so I don't, I think his like freaking out and saying that he doesn't know them is so genuine. It's heartbreaking. Because obviously, like, they're not wrong to be angry and to be hurt. Yeah. But he 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 didn't do it to, do it on to hurt them. Yeah, I don't know. It's so and it's fucked. Also, where we find out that they're all meant to be thirty-four years old. So this was what was it? I think they said like it was like nineteen years ago because they're like fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, um, eighteen, nineteen years ago. Um, and then. We go back to the house and Moira is going home with Chad and they're chatting it up. And she's talking about her mother passing away and not being able to go with her. And then Patrick shows up and Chad's obviously mad at him, but Patrick's like, just forgive me. And you can tell this is kind of like their routine. This is like every Halloween. And then the twins are coming in and the nurses. nurses. Yeah. 
And then everybody's everybody's just going home after their their (laughs) annual night out. So you see all this, and then you see um, the cop has taken Hayden to the station, and he's going back and forth with her, yada, yada. But when they pull up to the station, and he goes to open the door, she's gone. Now, my question about that, this is, I obviously don't know that you can answer it without it being spoilery, but what is the consequence of that? Like all the other ghosts were like had to were coming back and they were like actively going back to the house now that the night was over. And like the teenagers on the beach were like, sun's almost up. We have to leave. And she didn't go home. So does that mean she's done? Like she's gone. Like, I don't, I don't understand what the, because obviously if the consequence of just, of like if you just disappear from existence by just not going home when you're supposed to why would any of them still be at the house if they could just leave so like i'm not i'm not sure what that is and like i said i don't know that it's something you can explain either from not having the knowledge or from it being spoilery but it's just i am confused as to what the consequence of her being there in the morning would be that's a great question. Um, it does get addressed um, okay. in one of the last episodes of the season. I don't okay. remember if it's the very last one or the next to last one. Okay. You will get your answer. Okay. No, I just, because I didn't know if it was like spoiler or plot hole. No, it's a spoiler because okay. they explain it. Okay. Um, but yeah. So now we're back at home. Ben's packing. Viv is sitting with the dog and recovering from this chaos. And he um, leans over, kisses her on the head, and leaves. And that's the end. Yeah, so uh, that's part two. I feel like like it was such kind of a chaotic episode that it was hard yeah. to talk about. But also, it wasn't as active. Like, I would yeah. watch, like, five minutes and be like, oh, here's a note to take. Like... Yeah, well, that's why, I mean, I usually don't take a ton of notes anyway, and, like, I had a couple things that, like, I knew I wanted to talk about. Like, I wanted to talk about the thing about the people from Awkward. I wanted to talk about not trusting the cop, and I wanted to talk about Tate, and I wanted to talk about my questions about the way the nighttime thing works. Right. But I didn't take any notes at all while I was watching it, because I was like, I can remember four questions. Right. I can remember these very specific things. Yeah. Yeah. But... And not again, it wasn't a bad episode. Yeah. But it wasn't discussion heavy. Yeah, it was not the most pull it apart kind of episode. Like if we wanted to go into tangents about shit, we could forever. Like we could talk about Tate's psychology when he killed people or what the rules of being a ghost are. Like, but in terms of the actual episode, I don't know what there is for me to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably fair. And I don't want to go into too many things because they're explained later. So, like... Right. Um. Yeah, so, on that note, uh, who do you want to punch in the face? Hayden? Yeah. She sucks. She does. She'd be my number one, too, for sure. Um. Yeah, she sucks. But since she picked her, I'd probably pick Larry, because he's, like, that would be that would have been my other choice yeah um i loved i loved the scene we didn't talk about it because it was so short and it was not really had didn't really have a point but i loved the scene when oh shit is cody zachary quinto's name chad chad i knew it was something with c that sounded like a white boy um chad when chad was like what are you doing to my house (laughs) i was like yeah i just like mentioned it passing because it was like yeah it was so short but he was because he was doing the the gasoline and chad was just like this is my house right right. we don't do that here correct yeah um yeah so who's your mvp of the episode then it was my mvp um I guess I'm going to have to go with Tate, which is weird seeing as we just found out that he did, in fact, murder a fuck ton of people. Fair. Yeah. 
Um, I'm going to go with Vivian. She's having a rough time, and she kind of, like, stood her ground still. Yeah. Even in the dangerousness of the scenes. Um, yeah, I, I have a bit of trivia for you. One was that Ashley Rickards and Brando Eaton started awkward, which we okay. mentioned. Um, Evan Peters and Ashley Rickards also played friends on One Tree Hill. Mm-hmm. And uh, also the scene where the girl was talking about referencing, like, you asked if I believed in God and I said I did and you shot me, was a um, reference to Columbine where it was mistaken that that scene happened, where it turned out in passing, they, I mean, and over time they learned that really there was someone that the shooter had asked if they believed in God and they said yes and he didn't shoot them. Right. Um, but the mistaken story is that he did shoot them after that. So this was uh, a reference to that. That's, I mean, if that, if what Tate did is not a reference to Columbine in general. I, and- right, right. Um. Yeah, so uh, that's that. That's Halloween part yeah. two getting into a new episode next week um i did look at the title and i do not recall what happens in this episode okay sorry no spoilers um that's okay yeah so uh if you have thoughts um if you have guesses on who's ghost and who's not you have thoughts on how the ghost handle the nighttime after halloween please feel free to email us deathandaliens at gmail.com you can find us on all the social media at Death and Aliens. You can find me at CECloud13. And you can follow me everywhere at EMKAY underscore superstar. And we will see you for our next Sci-Fi Sunday. Bye!